the biggest stories from the pages of the London Free Press and LFPress.com. This is the London Free Press Podcast with your host, Lindsay Barnett. Welcome back to the London Free Press Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Barnett, and I'm excited today because normally when you hear the word COVID-19 or pandemic, you're like, oh, what's happening now? Not today. I mean, what's happening now is a thing, but it's all positive. I'm very excited to speak with London Free Press health reporter, Jennifer Beeman. Jen, how you doing today? I'm fine. Thank you, Lindsay. I'm very excited to see you today because you have been writing these like little ray of sunshine stories in the pages of the London Free Press and over at lfpress.com about great things happening that are COVID related. That's a sentence I never thought I would ever say. And I'm really excited to chat with you today. Right off the hop, we have to start. We hit a huge milestone in London, Middlesex the other day, half a million vaccines administered ginormous. We need to talk a little bit about the numbers. So can you kind of get into the nitty gritty for me out of the half a mil? What is single dose? What is double dose? What what do the numbers kind of look like? So, you know, the half million is when we hit, we started our very, very first dose on December 23rd. So we're, you know, kind of six-ish months into this and half million in six months is pretty good, especially given the fact that there were some pretty dark weeks in January and February where we had no doses at all. So it was you know, we've just gone kind of kind of crazy with doses in the last couple of weeks um, since about the end of June through till now. Um, we're starting to see double doses really, really pick up. The over 18 age group uh, adults with second doses is probably at 40% by now. It was 37% as of Saturday. It's now Wednesday, Thursday, who knows? So we're coming up to that kind of milestone as well. So that those are fully protected people in London. This didn't seem possible even a couple months ago when we were still doing the four month thing. And it was like, how are they going to move them up? Are they going to move them up? Will we have enough? Like, it was just a whole question. So to see it really escalate this fast from like late June through till now is, is really brilliant, really hopeful. I'm totally agree. It's great. It's absolutely mind boggling. And I feel very fortunate. I'm one of the lucky Londoners that when they announced the expedited process of the second shot, I was initially scheduled for beginning of September. I was able to go last Friday. Like that is a substantial, I know, I'm so excited. That's a substantial gap though, in the best way possible. And I know a lot of other people are now rolling up their sleeves. The health unit has been fantastic at adding extra appointments. Um, It's been really great. And 100,000 doses were administered in two weeks. Was it not two weeks? Yeah. So of that 500,000, a hundred thousand in the last two weeks alone. So it's been, uh, the health unit's calling it a vaccine Olympics from about June 21st straight through till now we got tens and tens and thousands of doses of Moderna more than we've ever had like the biggest shipments ever. And so that was what was really allowing them to get second doses into arms, um, for people that are young, like you, like just straight up fast track use. That's it's good. It's fantastic. There was a point in time when we were chatting about COVID and the numbers and the vaccine supply where you're right, it was very dark and dismal. And I like to be optimistic. I do my best to stay positive. But there were moments where I was like, man, is there actually a way out of this? And then not only are we seeing vaccines ramp up, we've also seen a bit of a shift now with regards to testing centers. So the Middlesex London Health Unit has announced that they are closing a test center come July 16th, the Oak Ridge Testing Center. Why is that? Well, there's just not enough people to test. It, it was always a center that 
was smaller than Carling. We've got the two big assessment centers in the city for symptomatic people. Uh, Oak Ridge was closed on weekends, holidays, was only doing a couple hundred, you know, 600, so whatever tests. Um, so not a giant volume but they just don't see a need to keep it around anymore. They can close it down, give the community center back to the Oak Ridge neighborhood. And, uh, you know, they'll be playing hockey in there at some point. And it's, it's really a, a kind of a symbolic milestone because it was the very first one to open last March. Um, it, it was the place where we kind of were all focusing on for quite a while, one of the two in the city. And to really get to this point where it's just not necessary now is, is wonderful. Um, there's still quite a bit of capacity at Carling and we'll have the ability in the city to do 800 tests a day. So it's not like we're imperiling ourselves or anything like that, but it's just a, it's a good moment. It's a milestone in the pandemic. This pop-up clinic is now shuttered. Again, something else I didn't think that we would be seeing at this point in time. I do just want to make note that if anybody is still looking to get tested and you're thinking, <gasps> Oak Ridge was closest to me, don't panic. Uh, if you had to covidtestinglm.ca, everywhere with the hours is still listed, um, addresses, hours, all that great stuff. So don't panic just because the Oak Ridge Assessment Center is closing. Again, like Jen just said, this is very positive news. Now, Jen, we got to talk about your latest article. This was really interesting to me and something that I didn't think about because I have been housebound. I haven't gone anywhere, but there are people, snowbirds, dual citizens, who maybe were not in London for their first vaccine that are now being urged to register with the health unit because this will count towards our vaccine count, correct? Absolutely. And we totally want to know that these people are vaccinated, um, you know, because when, when the health unit's looking at its data and who they need to target and places they need to go, um, you know, these people that might've gotten a shot elsewhere look like they're un look like they're unvaccinated to the health unit, which is not any good. So they're really asking people to come forward. They've had more than 300 so far come and say, Hey, Nice to meet you. I got my doses somewhere else. Register me. And so this is important for us locally, but, but even just bigger picture, like for the province, we're trying to get to some pretty steep benchmarks for vaccination. Our reopening, at least in part, hinges upon our ability to get people second doses, first doses vaccinated. And, you know, if we've got even a couple thousand people that, that are just, you know, not in the system, but are vaccinated like that, that, that can have an impact. So there's a real push to kind of, if you've been elsewhere, definitely um, make yourself known to the province's booking system and, and registration system. Something else that was interesting in your article that, again, I felt kind of naive reading about, but it makes complete sense. Um, for those who are saying, hey, that's me, I got vaccinated outside of London, Middlesex, or even outside of Ontario, other vaccines have been approved. So just because you maybe didn't get Moderna or Pfizer or an AstraZeneca shot doesn't necessarily mean that it won't count, which is really great. It's definitely an interesting thing. I didn't really even know it, but um, yeah, like, you know, in China and other places, they're using different vaccines. Their World Health Organization, you know, approved for emergency listings, like it's fine. Uh, and Ontario will count those. So if you're an international student or something, if you did a lot of work, managed to get a vaccine somewhere else, are coming back to Canada, um, those still count. So just, you know, make yourself known, register in Ontario. Uh, and, and the other thing too is for individuals, like if a vaccine passport type situation arises with the federal government, which there's, you know, questions about, no one knows what it, it would look like or if it's rolling out or when. Um, but, you know, the, the idea would be that would probably depend on provincial data. So you wanna make sure you're registered here. Um, for yourself and, and for your community. 
Absolutely. Um, something else I want to touch on is the 12 to 17 age group, because this has been kind of like an interesting, they were kind of the last ones added. Um, how are things going with regards to vaccination? Because I know it's crazy to say we're in July, but I mean, school, back to school is going to be just around the corner. How are the vaccination rates going for that age group specifically right now? You know, it seems to be going pretty well with the health unit. Um, they did 10 pop-up clinics at schools recently over kind of two weeks. It was a blitz mobile clinics, two schools in uh, hard hit areas, places with low vaccination. So that's been good. They're definitely targeting that group. We'll see more of that sort of outreach as well through the summer and into the fall. Like that's definitely an age group that they want uh, shots in arms for. Like you said, it's early days, relatively speaking in the rollout, um, 12 to 17 only just a couple weeks back locally, we're able to re like fast track their second doses. So um, it remains to be seen, but certainly that's a focus for the health unit. They're also, you know, at this point, we're going to start seeing a bit more of a health unit ground game on vaccines. So the mass vaccination centers are super great and super efficient. They will reach a lot of people. They've been great workhorses in the rollout. There's no denying it. What the focus will be as well now that we've got kind of smaller groups of people that haven't been vaccinated is really targeting them, going to where they are. That could include walk-ins and mobile clinics and things. We're already starting to see it. So uh, I think, you know, Londoners can kind of see a different face of the, the vaccine rollout, mass vaccination centers, certainly, but also, you know, these really targeted micro clinics and things that just kind of pop up places. Well, that was going to be my next question, because something my friends and I were recently talking about, and we were all, again, very fortunate to able um, to expedite our second shots. But then one of my friends said, I don't know why at the end of the day, for people who are no showing, they're not offering walk-up appointments. And I thought, that's true, but that could also get very sticky in a hurry. So it's encouraging to hear that these pop-up locations and walk-up locations are going to be a thing in the near future. It's not a thing yet though. Are we still seeing added appointments weekly at the mass vaccination clinics like the Western Fair Agriplex? Is that still happening? So, you know, sure, as of Monday, there were tens of thousands of appointments in the next few weeks at the mass vaccination center. So they're available. If you wanna go, definitely book them. It's not the same mad scramble it was at other points in this pandemic where there's, you know, a thousand slots and 30,000 people. Uh, it doesn't seem to be like that's the issue now. Plus we've got a really robust pharmacy rollout that's doing its thing and primary care and mobile clinics and mass vaccination centers. So supply is no longer the, the constraint. Those centers are firing on all cylinders. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's good news. I didn't, there were times this spring that it didn't feel like we'd get here, but it's, it's great to see that we are. Yeah, absolutely. And I do want to point out to anybody who, even if you booked an appointment that was sooner, might be end of July, sometimes appointments are released day of as well. And Dr. Chris Mackey has been hammering that message. And that's really what the health unit and Dr. Mackey are pushing right now is book your second appointment sooner. Let's have a two-dose summer. So if you go on covidvaccinelm.ca, it's shocking. Sometimes I just like to go on to see what the availability is like. And it's wild how many appointments are sometimes available. So just a heads up on that. Um, what do you suspect? I know, again, September 1st, maybe a little bit a ways away, but what do you suspect the numbers will be like? I know provincially there are targets. London seemed to be booming. Like we were hitting markers faster than the province was hitting things. Do you suspect that September life is going to be almost back to normal. And I say that very cautiously. 
There's a whole bunch of things at play, right? You know, I, I think we're, we're making good progress. It'll, it will remain to be seen how much our first doses are declining. Um, we're at, I think, 77% or something right now, which is, is pretty good. But, you know, obviously we want to reach people that have hadn't had a single dose yet, especially with the Delta variant becoming kind of the thing right now. Um, second doses are, are skyrocketing because people like you can, you know, make them faster and get in there. So that's a really nice number to see just how many fully immunized people there are. It's really tough to say. I mean, I, I think that, that, you know, that it seems like there'll be like with everything, this pandemic kind of a slow burn, you know, it won't just be like someone flicks a switch and everything's back to normal again. I, I don't feel like that's going to be the case, but you know, I, I, I'm hopeful like we can meet on patios and things and stage three will be a couple of weeks away, maybe even sooner, who knows. Um, and so, you know, we're starting to see things just feel a little brighter, feel a little lighter, which is, is definitely good. And I think, I think it's a good sign. Absolutely. Before we wrap up, I do want to touch on some vaccine hesitancy. And I'm going to put you on the spot for a second here with regards to some of the numbers of the recent cases in our region. The health unit just put out, um, they broke down how many positive cases were of no vaccinations versus single vaccinations versus double vaccinations. So do you have that kind of handy rolling around in your head? I do remember these actually. It was, it was, um, I mean, it's not a great stat. No one wants to have cases, but it was interesting because of the 200 or some odd cases in recent weeks, 92% were unvaccinated, had never received even a single dose. 8% had received one dose. The health unit didn't track how long they'd had their first dose. So it might've been within that kind of 14 day window after where you're still not you know, as immune as you could be. And none of them were fully vaccinated. So these are encouraging numbers. And, you know, we don't want cases at all. That's not, you know, we would hope that these would decline. But the idea that, you know, our vaccines are working, that things are good. In Ontario today, we had our first day with no deaths in a long, long time, which is excellent. Um, You know, it just shows that kind of there's there's momentum that's building. We're, We're getting out of this. We're sort of, you know, it's we got this. It's good. You can breathe breathe a little easier. That's right. There's a reason we keep hearing two-dose summer. So if you're listening and you're thinking, oh, I haven't even had my first shot and you're a little bit hesitant, I know know some people who were vaccine hesitant and I get it, the anxiety is real. Um, But there are really great resources out there, including that the health unit is offering to walk you through and discuss the ins and outs of the vaccine and how it works. So please, if you're looking for more information, the health unit is going to be absolutely your best resource. Jen, thank you so much for your time. This has been a treat, like truly just a delight, uh, a really good, again, positive COVID story. And I never thought those words would be married, but here we are. Um, If you're listening and you are enjoying the podcast, please subscribe. We are streaming on all major platform sites, Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, you name it. Of course, you can find us over at lfpress.com. We are on YouTube and all the latest stories and more great stories like Jen's in the paper of the London Free Press and lfpress.com. Until next week, stay well.